0: your zoom zero zero six wow. Wow. So feel
1: wav wow it does feel really wow. good never known how to pronounce wav i mean should it be wave? could you just imagine the e and it should be wave <laughs>
0: Still um, no spoilers though yes no no spoilers so come me off. okay so hello we i'm sitting in the extraordinary boardroom, I feel like I'm in a James Bond film
1: I think there are, we've counted well I haven't, I'm trying to count now, I'm not very good at maths I think there's about 23 seats
0: It feels like the bit in in the Bond film where they've shot all of the the baddies
1: It does, and from above it's shaped like a kind of, is an evil eye slightly (laughs) kind of oblong (laughs) like that
0: Is there a secret message from Little Brown? We're
1: also quite close to MI6 aren't we? I think we are Are This is probably MI7
0: Are they looking in? They
1: are looking in From the Shard
0: I'm here. We should explain. I'm here in a room with Rosa Rankin G. Yeah,
1: you're we, one of the first people to pronounce it right. Some people call me Rosa Rankin Lee. Really? I've had Rosa Rankin G. G. I've had loads. Do you get that G-y, in like France? Kind of um, G.
0: G. Rankin G.
1: Rankin
0: G. That's good.
1: I like it. I know.
0: Um, and we've just been talking for some reason about Bill Callahan, the singer, because we were talking about waking up in the night and either finding yourself, which I did with a cat on my face, yes, which normally happens. A male cat. A male cat, of course. Um, But also the strange feeling of uh, having a brilliant thought in the middle of the night, writing it down, and then being unable to read your your handwriting. I've got these various various questions for Rose, Rose, which I prepared lovingly and now I can't read. Um, And Rose has shown me her rather extraordinary, slightly weather-beaten black notebook with lots of notes that you can't read.
1: I can't read, and it's terrible. I wrote them in summer for a piece I was trying to marinate and think about. I mean, that's just useless. I mean, that's days of thinking gone down the pan. Bad thinking, anyway, because the one word I can read is...
0: What was it?
1: Obsessed with youth. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so...
0: Are you obsessed with youth? I
1: probably... I do think I am. How long this infliction will last, I'm not sure. But I think it is something that one faces at the end of each stage of one's life. If one has, like, separation issues, it probably does come to the forefront of one's brain
0: I think that's going to be a subject that will crop up over the next um, hour or so but have you had some sort of dream dream writing moments
1: well you say that, say this I normally anything I do think of I often come up with I think I've got a perfect plot for a thriller <laughs> in my sleep and then I wake up and I think about it and it's really ter- genuinely terrible but the first line of this book, which I stand by and do like, I can even read it for you. Yeah, if you let's like. do it. Actually, let's Not do it. this one. This one. There's two, because there is a prologue. Everyone, oh, get yes. ready. So the first line of the book did come to me in the middle of the night, and it is, "My name is Jude, and because of law, hay, and the obscure, they thought I was a boy." You're laughing now. That's not fair. Cause it's supposed to be a serious line. I'm
0: sort of jokey, though.
1: It's. Pregnant with references, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they're kind of weird references. I wrote down early; it's sort of it's got a, it's already got a slightly sort of slingy, slangy, loose but also highbrow feel to it.
1: That's oh, that's very nice. I, I, I like I like it. I take that. Um, it is dense as a kind of a sentence, but I do think. Um, I always like books that start with my my name is. You know where you are. Then you know who you're with, and I think that's important.
0: But is the important bit here, they thought I was a boy?
1: That is the most important thing, yes.
0: Why is that the most important thing?
1: So Jude is 21 years old and she is... The book starts with her flying to Sark to tutor a very um, awkward 16-year-old boy who has no friends his own age and is kind of, um, to say, antisocial is probably a, a, kind, a kind way of looking at him. Um, he... Jude has been brought over because Pip's rich father wants a young male tutor to kind of help help normalise his son. However, Jude is not a boy. She is a kind of rather ineffective girl. Um, so that kind of is a catalyst for the story. Ineffective? She's quite frustrating, do you not find sometimes. You want to shake her and say, she can be a passive observer and an admirer of things and other people that she can't emulate at first. Hopefully she does more towards the end of the book, but she's an interesting one. I think of the three characters, she's probably the person, despite it being a first-person narration who evades me, Perpetually.
0: But that's yeah. why I was, uh, that was one of my uh, beautifully preordained, slightly badly written questions. Was one of the strange things about, about the novel is the person who, in a way, we have the character we have the most access to, who's Jude, who's the is the eye of the, the narrator, is the one that, in fact, is, is the most elusive. And was that a, was that a, it's almost a deliberate game to play?
1: I mean, maybe I think the truth is that Sophie, who is um, the third the third party in this in this kind of threesome for lack of a better word um, she 's a, a polish British um, chef, and I she was the character who was most real and whole to me before I really kind of started writing the book and I actually found a lot of Jude quite purely an antithesis to sophie okay. so so that if there is a kind of I think that does explain some of the if there is huge presence in Sophie that does explain some of the reticence with Jude maybe I still I still like Jude I still think she's an interesting character Um, I do but it's she's not as neat as the others
0: is she a bit of a um, proxy not proxy perhaps proxy am I going for proxy for a novelist in a way she uh, as she was saying she's an observer she's almost slightly voyeuristic um, and she ends up Doing lots of things, but one of the things she ends up is sort of reimagining a, the, the events of that summer. Hmm. And was she a way for you to think about the act of writing a perhaps a first novel?
1: Perhaps I think so. I mean, there are there are self conscious moments of writing in the novel. Um, there are moments where it feels almost epistolary. I would say at the same time, I definitely didn't want to do the kind of. I'm a young novelist who's doing it right. I mean, I didn't... She's not a writer. That's not what she yeah. has set out to do, even though she is she is writing or saying or kind of... And she is seeing, she is seeing the world and, and putting it into words, definitely, but it's not a kind of a troubled writer smoking, you know, <laughs> 25 cigarettes and ruminating on what it is to write. It's not that at all, but I think you are right that there is... And I think that, that there's also... So the book is structured... Um, in a way that there is there is a first part which is novella-like in form, narrated by Jude, and then the second, uh-huh, second part before a final return to um, uh, the island, Sark, in kind of a, a long epilogue. The narration does fragment and we go into the other characters' heads, and for me that was very important because Jude has the narrative control so much that she does it's her view and vision of that summer. And it was very important for me to kind of, to break that and let other people think and feel.
0: Because it's, it, it, for Jude, it seems to be more, perhaps not an act of writing, but an act of memory constantly mm. of trying to look back at events that are often incredibly, it was an extraordinary scene, which has you throwing the book out the window because it's so cringeworthingly embarrassing. Um, I, I, in a, in a sort of rather profound way. Um, but tr- that's which scene
1: the- are you talking about, by the way? Do you mean the dinner party? Yeah. OK, that's fine. I thought you meant the scene kind of a few well, pieces I- after that, which I, which maybe... I don't find it embarrassing. I find it quite tender. I just wanted to check that you didn't think no, no, that was the bit where scene. you wanted to throw the book
0: at. No, no, no. Uh, it just, just the... Um, no, but, um, the um, uh, what was I talking about? A Memory, yes. It's a test of memory, and is it, for Jude? Is it something that the, the problem about memory is that it can distort? And is it was that was that something that
1: she is? Yeah, she is entirely aware of that. I also um, even the f- we we, ne- we never really know when Jude is writing the first part, if it's an immediate memory or if it's much later. It's a lot clearer that time has passed by the end of the book, but still. Um, I like the fact that we don't know if the nostalgia is relatively an instant one or if that's <clears> come from kind of years passing and memories enhancing and all of those things. So.
0: Because she's writing in the present tense, is that? She
1: doesn't write in the present does she? Write, my, well, my name range. is Julia. Right. Yeah, maybe I've forgotten this book, maybe I got it all wrong. No, I mean, it's mostly in the past okay. tense. There are present, like, reflections. Um, probably... Reflections relating to her writing or thinking of, of this summer, but mostly it's in past tense. I think of it as I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's much more than a year or two years after the act that she's she's writing. There
0: is a parallel from what I can gather. Um with your own life. And I don't want to, to, to pin this down too much to, to how
1: my name is Jude. It's not your really my name. You right. change <laughs> your name with
0: each with each book you'll with change. Book. Your, <laughs> I
1: mean I like to call it method writing. Wow, okay. so.
0: <laughs> wow that's <laughs> depends what, how deep yes.
1: love me, I'm always back.
0: It's when the serial killer book comes up. Um how much did that reflect your own uh, experience of trying to remember a particular you, spe- you so spent am
1: I spent I went to it was a summer of seventeen days. So it was a short mm-hmm. summer. I was On Sark with a friend, and we did work as chefs for a very lovely family. In fact, Um, and our chefdom, our chefdom—can we say that? No. Um, Our period as chefs really was not as kind of colourful or um, unhygienic as Sophie's time as chef. So,
0: were you actually? Can you cook? I mean, I I can. I can
1: can cook. Yeah, I can cook. I mean, I'm self-taught with Master Chef and other. And programs of a similar calibre, <laughs> but I can I can julienne some carrots. And I'm okay. Um, so that is that the, the place. To be honest, the places are based on places where I, I have been. So, so Sark and Paris and Normandy, um, and that, and there's some London as well. And so I I could I can say that a lot of the geographical and physical descriptions. Are based on reality and things I've seen, of course, then you know, edited and, and written. But um, in terms of characters or actual events, I'm sure there are shards and flecks of real life and people I know, but it's not that element is truly fictional. So.
0: But is your own do you find your own memory tends to distort? Uh, I'm obsessed distort? with
1: memory, I'm obsessed with um, not being able to remember and how I mean, my memory's fine, I don't have any kind of actual clinical problem but it's (laughs) it's bizarre you know like I went I went on a gabier when I was 18 19 and I traveled from Los Angeles to Buenos Aires which should be it's a very formative time and I do have memories but isn't it curious that even how long ago is it now eight years eight years ago there's no there's not a single day that I can really remember from waking up to there are moments, and they, those are the things that emerge and stay with you. But I find that so sad, and I do think that writing is probably the only tool we have against losing losing our life to lack of memory. Because if you keep a diary, I've looked at my diaries okay. from that period, and yes, I like you were given enough hints and moments in order to rebuild a picture. And it, again, is probably not true. And at the time of acting, uh, of writing the diary you were choosing what to condemn to the dustbins of history and what to (laughs) what kind of, and probably in a narrative led way you will maintain and preserve so it's really interesting and I've always been quite obsessed and aware of that.
0: But is it, I mean it's interesting that that your publishers for the the proof copy here have picked out um, a quote of a sort of, I should get you to read it which is almost is the idea of memory not being in any way a linear narrative or even about characters, but sort of images? There's almost sort of flashes or...
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's very... It becomes impressionistic and quite pointless, and we just have these kind of... It's more of an essence than um, a reality. So the quote on the front mm. um, is, if this, if this were a film, I would want it to start with leaves and light coming through them. The sun would hit the camera straight on and spin her out and catch dust. Light and leaves are how I'd want it to begin. So yes, I d- think definitely in that we see it's just a kind of an impression of a time and a moment rather than the brute facts of what happened.
0: And are you often as a with the sort of imagination you have that would be drawn to writing, or, or and here it's a moment where you're imagining something as a film. I, is there a little bit of you that's, that sort of views your life a little bit like Jude, slightly f- at one step removed, almost sort of reimagining it in terms of narrative or imagery? Or do you find yourself doing that, sort of sitting? I
1: definitely do think that. Um, I don't think it's unique to writers, a sense of mm. narrativizing and mythologizing one's life. And not in a kind of a grand way necessarily, but we, even in relationships, we typecast ourselves into certain roles and and maintain them and I think I find joy in in crafting a shape out of life and a sense of destiny or a sense of a sense of storytelling but at the same time it does frustrate me and I try and struggle against it too because I want to remember things which are true and I want my perceptions of people to be correct and precise rather than my neat way of painting them
0: is that the danger sometimes that we which as you say is a very human trait is that we want people to you know act as probably slightly less good looking bit part plays our own sort of (laughs) wonderful life but sometimes the danger is and this and it happens in this story where we think we know things about people um and particularly when we we're younger and perhaps don't have a huge bank of experience but as as you showed with the the older people they're they're certainly no wiser or, 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 or or better either but that we we want people to be a certain way, particularly when there's love and strong, intense mm. feeling. Um, is, is, that a, is that a danger of of, of wanting to cast...
1: Well, maybe, maybe. I just have to say that I'm not... That, that suggests a slight, um, like, kind of almost like a... I'm not comparing myself to this master, but a, like a, a Proustian, like, disappointment that, you know, mm. the... The illusion or one's mental creation can never live up to the reality, and I actually don't find myself in that position mm. at all. I don't feel disappointed with people or life. I think they're often much better than... than they're just better and more complicated and inescapable to write. I just read an
0: way. amazing poem by Frank O'Hara uh, called Having a Coke With You, where he's look he's with his um, lover looking at portraits, and he's basically saying, you're better than all these portraits, except maybe that one that's in the Frick, but we um, <laughs> haven't gone to see that one yet. And, and there's a lovely line... Um, The way you move takes care of futurism, which has been my favourite line of the year. That's um, great. Or the idea of you you mentioned nostalgia earlier, and this book made me sort of yearn for a particular time in my life. Um, uh, I certainly didn't have as as sort of. uh, I think certainly my youth wasn't sort of as eroticised, perhaps. But um, there was, but there's a certain degree of those summers, those long summer days. It was. It made me think of those kind of the coming, the coming of age novels. Oh, it's definitely
1: a coming of age novel. I was. I actually did an interview with my Durham paper, and they asked me about the coming-of-age thing, and I actually do think that by the end of the book, it is more about... The first half is, a, yes, a coming-of-age journey, and I do think the second half is more being of age, mm. and it's about not... It's about the other side of once you've come of age and how that's not really a, a neat line, and it's not an easy line, and... I don't know, um...
0: Was that important for a f- first novel? In some ways, this felt—and I, I mean this with a huge compliment—I enjoyed it uh, enormously. It felt, but it felt—it it felt like a really sort of fine first novel, the sort of novel that you would want to. to I'm do. I'm
1: really glad this is my first novel. Yeah. Um, I think it's frequently the faint, fate of, um, of first novels. I mean, you hate them further <laughs> further along through your career, but I don't. I don't currently. I don't think I will hate this one because I do think it says something true about this this period of time that I have experienced and hopefully if people my age and my peers read it and find something there that we have experienced so I think that's I don't think there's too many... Lady Smith said something wonderful recently about how her early writing... I love Lady Smith, but um, how her early writing was full of aphorisms, ones that she would kind of definitely reject now that she was mm. an adult. I think there is a tendency for young people to kind of spout these kind of philosophies that they've decided are true. I don't think it's got too many of them. It probably has got some. But I think... Regardless... Of whether my style changes or my preoccupations, I do think I'll be able to find parts of myself at this age and at a younger age by reading this book again in 10 years time or 15 years time so I think even for my own sake I'm glad that I wrote it